I just have to say, Lori, your glasses yes. look like Eric Estrada from Chips. <gasps> they are so fucking hot. These are just reading glasses. I just No, no. This is what you say. Yes, yes. These are my secret spy glasses. Oh, these are not secret I wear these when I when I'm boffing Maverick. Oh. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Gen X Stories, a podcast about how the so-called lost generation found itself. We are your hosts, Eve, Lori, and Courtney. Chris is away today working on an event for a big conglomerate we will not mention by name. Search for it and you'll find it. On today's episode, we're talking about what Gen X means to us from a personal, cultural, and even maybe societal point of view. In addition, we have a special treat, clips from the Gen Xers that inspired this podcast. At my 25th reunion, which was six years ago, our path was set to start this thing. So at my 31st reunion earlier this month, thanks to COVID being celebrated at the same time as Courtney's 30th, we bothered the shit out of some classmates to get some insight into what makes us us. All right, on with the show. Hi, ladies. Hey, girls. Courtney. Courtney's muted. Hello. <laughs> I forgot how to use the mute button. <laughs> I swear to God, I think Chris skipped this on purpose. I think that when it's just the three of us, he's like, yeah, mm, let's all just go. Air quotes working. He's air quotes working. By the way, we're coming to the end of season three. If you can imagine that. No. This was our COVID therapy. <laughs> like this got us through COVID. <laughs> Please don't say it's just that because it's no. not just that, but I'm just okay. saying like, let's, okay. you know, thank God for this. That's what I'm right? saying. Right. When I approached all of you guys about doing this, we talked a little bit about the generation, about Gen X. We have not talked much about it since. Like, what was it like when we were younger? We do talk about the 80s, whatever it is, but we don't necessarily remind people what is Gen X. So I thought we could do a little refresher before we sort of dig into our opinions because we always have those. Gen X in general is birth years 1965 to 1980. And as we've seen play out on many Facebook groups, those get touchy. Because if you're on the fence between 1964 and earlier, people say you're not Gen X. If you're born after 1980, people say, fuck you, you're not Gen X. Anything I've learned actually since doing this is it's fungible. While it is specifically, according to Pew, those years, I do think that Gen X is a mentality. We are the smallest living American generation. There's 65.2 million Gen Xers in the U.S. as of 20. 19. So we are smushed between two very loud, bigger groups, which I wonder influences who we are and, and why we are the way we are. Courtney always does a fabulous thing when we are doing our episodes. She always brings it back to Gen X. And this is an episode where we get to really dig into that a lot more. So those are the basic numbers. The generations around us go from silent, which was born 1928 to 1945, and then boomers which are 46 to 64, then us, 65 to 80, then millennials, which used to be called Gen Y, 1981 to 1996, Gen Z, 1997 to 2012, and the most recent, which is Alpha, born 2013 to 2025. We get ignored a lot in the middle of all that, but that's how the, the living American generations uh, flow. But then the question is, why are we Gen X? We are known as the ultimate middle child, the Jan Brady of the world. People say that we're forgotten. You guys mentioned COVID. Someone actually wrote an article about how we are uniquely suited to survive COVID. 
which is why we did so well over the last two years. So my question to you guys is, are there specific personality traits that you would attribute to people of our age group? Heck yeah. What would you say? Flexible. Skeptical. Skeptical. Mm. And problem solvers. I'd like that. Flexible, problem solvers, and skeptical. So skeptical is better than sarcastic as fuck. Well, I mean, it can go into that for sure. But the sarcasm comes from skepticism, right? I think we need to remember like, a lot of us were latchkey kids. And for those young millennials who don't understand what that is, who's their parent is shadowing every fucking move they make. Latchkey kid men, you came home from school and no one was home. So you had your own key to get into the house and you took care of yourself. There were no play dates, no organized childcare programs. There were no menus of after school activities we got to choose from. We were figuring out how to do a Rubik's cube. We were told to get outside till the streetlights come on. We had to figure out how to take care of our bike if it got a flat tire. No one was there to help us. There wasn't kids AAA or mom and dad taking care of it. They just could not be bothered. And I think that's why we can MacGyver stuff. That's why we can figure things out because that's just what we were asked to do. And like, I think what's great about our generation and I think what is unfortunately lacking or not as acceptable for the generation that came after us, the two that come after us, we were allowed to make mistakes. We had mistakes, we had consequences and we got over them. Now, if you make a mistake, it's so publicized and it's recorded. I remember growing up, like you'd make a mistake and your friends would laugh about it. You might get teased like maybe for a day and then everyone forgot and moved on. Now it's like recorded for posterity. And I think it's so hard on these younger generations to deal with that. But we were like, yeah, like it's kind of badge and honor to like screw up. Oh, people talk about what's called the trophy generation. We were not the trophy generation. We were not the trophy Mm -hmm. generation. Like you lost, you were called a loser and you had to deal with it. And usually it motivated you to figure it out. That's That's right. I agree with you. I think we are a small generation and I have a very dynamic parent generation in general. And I think we move away from our family. So a lot of us grew up without the network of support that the previous generation had. And we also graduated into the worst economy that they'd seen since since before the war, World War yep. One, World War II, yep. excuse me. And we have to remember too, like the pill was introduced in 1972. <laughs> there was more divorce rates in the 60s mm. and 80s. Like, so our generation went through a lot of disruption mm-hmm. that's not traditional to what happened before us. So I think we're stressed out because there's not enough of us. <laughs> Yeah. to fight back. That's true. And the entire world changed. Like we lived through the rapid accelerated change of technology. We talked about this in I think our very first episode. A lot of the techno innovators are Gen Xers. Yeah. We forgot so that. you're stealing my word. What? Oh, well, oh, we'll come back to that. Shh. I'm going to go do ASMR. ASMR. Gen X ASMR. We should do it. We're going to do a Gen X ASMR episode. OMG. We are so doing that. Oh my God. Lori will be. We are so doing that. That is on my list for season four people. We can do like a now a very special episode. (laughs) Of Gen Gen X X stories. (laughs) I'm going to describe us MacGyvering something. (laughs) holy shit all right well so Lori, personality traits like if you had to describe gen x well i think i would say innovative which feeds into courts macgyver innovative is a better sat word it's a a, (laughs) more letters sat word it has more letters (laughs) i would say resilient yes that's a good word yeah and then i would say okay this is the funny one because Sometimes this isn't me and sometimes it is adaptable. Well, that's because we talk about flexible. So flexible yeah. and adaptable are right. similar, but 
not the same. We have to be adaptable. We right. That's to. what I'm saying. But I'm not always good at it. But <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. sometimes I didn't have a choice. I think you're good at it. I think you might not have enjoyed that process. Yeah. Maybe that's I think, it. I right? think that's true. Yeah, right? I still it's, don't enjoy it. Because you want your way. Is that that's right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. It's not get off my lawn. No. No, no, but it's just sort of like, I figured it out. It works. Yeah. Don't yeah. mess with me. That's right. That's, that's, right. that's a woman in her 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Right? Right? Yeah. It's like, just, just, just please, I've earned, I fucking earned it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I'm just not doing this anymore. That's why, like, sometimes I said, like, the adaptable, maybe not okay. always, you know? Okay. But I definitely say resilient. We have gone through the bumps. We've gone through the ups and downs. I think about these last two years, because you said Gen X fair has better fared better. The, and it's because August. we're resilient. We can hang. We had, what was it on the, on the happy hour? Someone said, do you remember the duck and cover drills? Yes. 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 And, and then someone called us a cockroach, which I'm not sure I'm <laughs> down with, but I wait, get wait, the wait. idea. Who called us that? It was some, uh, well, like that we're resilient we're and we're right. here forever. But we're very pretty cockroaches. <laughs> oh my God. Because I was reflecting, knowing that we were going to talk about this. When Courtney, and you said it again just a moment ago about the rapid change of technology. I mean, we literally didn't have internet. Right. <laughs> or computers. And then, really. and then we did. And then right. we didn't have computers. And then we did. And we didn't have this. And then we did. Like, this has all happened in our lifetime. Yeah. And not in a recent lifetime. And not like. Right. Right. Not like 70 years. It's like no, 30 no. years. It's crazy to think about how the world has changed and how much we've changed with it. We've had to adjust. Well, it, it reminds me, man, and I'm not a friend's person, but that's take that, that back. I know. I'm like, how are we friends? I'll be there for you <laughs> is, is code for ride or die. Okay? That's right. There, that's there you right. Go. You remember when Russ was moving the couch? Pivot. 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 Every time I see that, I think about our generation because it's like, okay, we made a boneheaded decision, but now we've got to figure out how to adjust that fucker and get it up the stairs. <laughs> so I always think of that as sort of like typical Jet X. One thing that always sticks with me and one of the reasons I mentioned up top about this podcast, it didn't start as a podcast. There was going to be a print project and it came out of my 25th college reunion because as Courtney knows, we hung out with a lot of creative people and they were theater people and they were writers and they were directors or they were just people with those brains. So I'm like, well, that has to be our generation. I always think about our generation as creative. And even if you're not in a creative world, maybe it comes down to that adaptability, maybe all these other things that we're talking about, innovation, you can be a programmer and creative. So as this project moved from written to spoken, the opportunities to dig deeper into that, especially with you guys, came about. Mm -hmm. I, I, I will follow all of your descriptors and mm -hmm. I'm going to put creative on top. I mm -hmm. think that our generation just is working shit out. That's creative. Problem mm -hmm. solving. It's all that DET that our moms <laughs> were exposed to. <laughs> That That's made us think banned. different. This is what happens when Chris isn't here to keep us on track. We're just having a ball reminding everyone that Gen X rock. I will still always say Gen X. It's still going to come down to the 80s. I mean, that was my okay. decade. Okay. I turned 13. I turned 16. I turned 18. I turned 21. Those were like just milestones. Not to mention the best music. Hey, guys, this is Eve. 
Courtney and I had a fabulous time at our 30th and 31st reunion from the University of Pennsylvania, and she and I spread out amongst our friends to ask them what they thought about being Gen X. You'll hear that their responses are pretty varied, and we learned a lot from them. You may also hear a lot of background noise, because almost all of these interviews were done in restaurants, in busy hotel lobbies, or at reunion events. It will come as no shock to all of you that by the end of the four days, my voice was gone. Courtney, however, was still going strong. Without further ado, here's what our college classmates Jennifer, Rick, Danny, Lee, JJ, Lori, and Kevin, who actually was a fiancé of a classmate, felt about Gen X. Thank you all for playing along with us. Here we go. Gen X? I don't know because I thought I was a baby boomer, but apparently, <laughs> Court, you just told me that I'm Gen X, not like a baby you're, boomer. You're like, wow. Gen X. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't feel like I identify with a Gen X idea. I guess when people say, like, tell me, talk to me about your generation, my first instinct is to think about my childhood. And when I think about my childhood in the 70s, I feel like it was, it was great. And I'm lucky to say that. I know not everybody in the 70s had a great childhood. I'm grateful that there was something about the 70s that was, like, special. We were free. It was like... No seatbelts. There were no seatbelts. We rolled around the back of the car. There was no nothing. There were no rules. You could run freely throughout your neighborhood. That's exactly right. Your parents weren't tracking you. I had a key around my neck when I came home to get into the house. I would grab my bike. I would ride around the neighborhood. I would find my friends. We would never come home. My mom had to, like, yell out the back door into the wind, like, come home! That was literally how she would get us to try to come home. It was like... Not, like literally yelling out the back door. It was just very free. That's all I can say. There were no, there was no screens. There were no like arranging play dates. There was nothing that was like coordinated. Like, no, or nothing formal. Nothing like, formal. It was just like ride your bike to your friend's house and knock on the door and say like, can you come out and play? And then you'd go play. Until it got dark and you felt like you should go home. That's what I think about when I think about our generation. I love my childhood. So when I think of Generation X for women especially, I think of us as women who grew up with the narrative that we could be anything we want to be, that we are super women, we could conquer the world. And I think we all took it to heart. We went out there, we had great schools, great grades. We were doing everything we could possibly do. And then we carried it into our lives with our, our partners, our kids. And you wind up sometimes being burned out because you are trying to do everything for everyone and not delegating. Right. We've taken this narrative of all the responsibility. We can do it. I don't need anybody else to do it. To so such a degree that we're... That we're going at 100 miles an hour. 115 miles really an hour. I don't know how to put the brakes on without literally coming to a stop. And, and, and that's frightening to me. And relinquishing some of that control, will, will it be done as well? 
Right? You suffer from this narrative, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're 100%. Control, does that mean we can't get it back at some point? So we just have to be careful. So it's not a complaint about that. It was an amazing gift that the generation behind left for us. But we have to learn how to hold on to it and do it, but with balance. The talking points are you can be anything, you can do anything, you can wear a bra, you can not wear a bra, you can, right, right. You know, which is amazing. All which of that is, is great, amazing. But then it's like, well, do I want that choice? Gen X is a lot like Fight Club. What's <laughs> the first about rule about Fight Club? You don't talk about. You don't talk about Fight Club. What's the second rule about Fight Club? You don't talk about Fight Club. Descending Gen X. Nobody's talking about it except for you. To your credit, are highlighting a period of time that is, has largely been forgotten by most folks, with without good reason or bad reason. There's no reason. It just kind of falls into a canyon of culture. I do think we were more independent in some ways. I have uh, my sisters, my nephews and nieces are all involved in helping their kids go to college. I'm like, I'm the fifth of six kids and my parents had no clue about getting me off to college. I picked my own college. I did all my applications. I showed up here. I figured my life out. I mean, my dad paid the bills, but I'm like, I figured things out on my own. No one was handholding me. And I think it's important to have a network that will support you, but we got to do things on our own. You learn from your mistakes. You need to be allowed to make mistakes. (laughs) Although Jeff recently said, what did you learn? I'm like, I haven't learned anything yet. I'm still making mistakes. (laughs) If we said when we came into the working world that we needed to balance our career aspirations and family, we had to hide any family dynamic issues that would otherwise impede a career. I didn't tell my law firm until I was 20 weeks pregnant. Thank goodness it was because my boobs kept getting bigger. (laughs) Well surpassing whatever burgeoning belly I had that I was able to distract with everything a little bit higher up. And you're going millions of miles an hour. People always say to me, how do you do all of this stuff? And I think part of what you said just now sort of clicked for me is we've never been told that there's anything we can't do. So I don't think our generation knows really well how to set boundaries. Because we've been told the world is your oyster. Go forth and choose. And we do. We We choose, but we choose every column on the dim sum menu. (laughs) (laughs) And think we can do it all at once. And then maybe we're disappointed when we can't or we get burnt out burnt or we out and, and freeze. And yeah. anxiety right, filled right, right. when everything is... When, when the littlest once. thing doesn't yeah. go right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're working at such a frenetic pace to hold it all together. Because maybe somewhere down deep, we're thinking that, well, the generation before us didn't get to have what we have, and we better keep working at the speed of light, otherwise we might lose that chance. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are feeling this, but in the last couple years, maybe since COVID, I've been more aware of my deep frustration with the way I was socialized into the world. And I mean, it's not my parents, my parents didn't do anything wrong. They're great, they're awesome, they were loving, wonderful parents. I'm frustrated that as a girl, I was brought up with this notion, spoken or non-spoken, that I had to be small, quiet, and pretty, and follow the rules, and be a good girl, in all the ways that you can be a good girl. Get good grades, do everything right. Don't rock the boat. And I was reading this book by a life coach, her name is Tara Moore. She basically was like, it made girls very successful in school. Like, an academic environment is a place where girls, like, kill it. Because it's everything that we're told that we're supposed to be is exactly what you're supposed to be in school. You're supposed to be quiet, you're supposed to do, pay attention, 
like follow the rules, follow what the teacher does, to figure out what the teacher wants, then do that. Nice. Different teachers want different things, but yes. you figure it out, you do that, yep. execute, get an A, like kill it. But then when you go into like the working world, the rest of the real world outside of school, the same rules don't apply necessarily. In, in some ways, like being quiet and following the rules, in some work environments, it can be productive for you. And in other work environments, it just keeps you small. Okay. And I feel like it took me a long time in life to get to a point where I was like, oh, I can think bigger. I can be I can be bigger. I can do more. I can take up more space. That Just that idea is something that I didn't really get to until now, until yeah. I turned 50. There's much more I could say. Well, then say it. Say it. I think a lot about AIDS, honestly. Yes. We grew up in the shadow of AIDS mm-hmm. and as we were coming of age in yeah. sexuality, especially like if you're coming out as a gay person. It set me back for a good decade just because of fear. Being in college during that time, it gave you, I think people who went to college 10 years before me were talking about like a very free love kind of like a campus experience where it was a very, very liberal sexually. And I remember by the time we got to Penn, like people who were coming out of the closet, it it was a, a source of gossip. It was wickedness. It was not something, you know, was respected in any way. And I just, I, it didn't feel safe in any way not to come out in those kinds of worlds. I think it was because it was like a conservative time. If you were gay, it was a great sin, right? And now, most of us in Gen X right now are post-sexuality. We don't care what you are. We don't care if you're gay or bi or straight. Just don't care. Are you a good conversationalist? Great. Now, if you're shallow as hell, you care about how much money you make. Most of it's like, we don't really care you know, who you're with and who you choose to turn off the lights with anymore. And that was an evolution over a period of time. But most of us right now are the first generation, you might say, or the, the earliest late generation of getting over that stuff. Most of us just don't care. I feel like... Gen X is the last generation to grow up in an analog world. I was an early internet guy, like 94 was when I started working in internet. I didn't even know what internet was. We didn't have email at Penn. The only reason I had to get an email address at Penn was to apply for the recruiting office. Like you had to have an email address to work work with any on-campus recruiting. 94, I was my third year of law school and I was taking an experimental first year offered class in computer law, which was basically how does every legal issue play out if it was involved in the World Wide Web somehow. And I think about like how we spent time as kids in college. We had computers. We were an early generation for computers in our rooms, but they weren't networked computers. So the most we could really indulge in was a game of Tetris. And we would try to play with our friends. And and it was better that way because we got out of our our dorms. We had to know each other. So that's how I think of it is really a changing of the guards that happened after the the digital age really started to come. It's like traveling. I've traveled a lot through throughout the years but I remember like in my early 20s going on travels and I'd be like I'd spend like a day worried about have I packed everything do I need everything do I have everything I need now I travel and I'm like okay if I forgot something I go buy it <clears throat> and I'll figure it out I didn't bring the right socks so I went to TJ Maxx this morning and bought some socks <laughs> Do what you need to do. And as I get older, I think what's important is it's it's family, it's friend, it's the it's the network you have, and life is too short to worry about anything. Small well, don't stuff. sweat the small stuff. There's just too much in life to get worried about. I rarely get upset over things. I'm like, eh, whatever, because I got what's important, and and I think that's what life is all about. Thanks, JJ. You're awesome. Absolutely. Tell me something I don't know. <laughs>
That is it for this week. And Lord, that was a fun trip. Thanks for listening to Gen X Stories. Drop us a note at hello at genxstories.com and we may do a shout out for a future episode. And oh, we have merch. Real cool shit. Go get some on our website at genxstories.com. You can also subscribe to Gen X Stories on your favorite podcast app. Write us a kick-ass review. Follow us on our 80s themed Instagram at genxstories or join our ever-growing Facebook group. We all have a Gen X story. What's yours? <laughs>